Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to Extreme PC UK podcast episode 23. Today is the 10th of December and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. And today on the show we have... Hello, I am Hans and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. And that's it for today really, isn't it? It's just us three. Yep. But that's all good, that's all good. There's a lot to talk about today. Indeed. Yes, indeed, indeed. Lots of exciting stuff happening. Right, first, let's get on to some news. Right, first off, I'd like to talk about is, uh, have you heard about the Skylake chips bending? Yep, I read an old article about it. Do you know what? I'm so glad I didn't buy one of them, because I nearly got one of them, but instead I went for the 5820K. I'm so yeah, glad I but, did. Yeah, but you have to be honest, it's only under certain uh, circumstances that it will bend. Not be really. It's under, it's, it, basically, any big caller, they're saying you've only got to move the actual case for, like for across your room, and that's it, the corners get bent on the actual chip. And what it's due to is the chips this time round, they've made the skin thinner on like on the outside and the actual chip is like half the size, like the actual like part of the chip that they build it on. So it, it when it goes under load, it's meant to be able to take fifty pounds apparently. Yeah like, it should yeah of pressure. But what's happening is as soon as you're moving it, if you say you've got a big heat sink on there, it's sort of wobbling and it's like actually bending the corners. So that's really pants. Yeah, Imagine that's... if you got one of them, you wouldn't be happy, would you? No, it, it kind of reminds me of the Apple iPhone there. Yeah, also I was going to say the same thing. It's like the iPhone yeah, with, all over again. But with the iPhone, they was bending because people were sitting on them. These are bending for no apparent reason. Put it in your car, move it around, move it from your bedroom. They're saying, literally, take the caller off if you want to move it anywhere. Sod that. Yeah, so, that's uh, really think, bad marketing. <laughs> do you think you can get your money back now, if that's the case? Well, I'm not sure, but... Honestly, I think they should. Yeah, it's a lot of money, though. You know, that's their latest chip. Yeah, how much are those Skylakes, anyway? Well, they range from, like, 200 to 350, I think. Yikes. Like, in yeah, pounds. Yeah, no, you should definitely get your money back then if you get a bend one. Yeah, or they should just... I suppose that what they'll do is they'll just change the way they're being made and then they'll give them out when people break them, as and when, I should think. Yeah, yeah that's it. Don't, you, don't you have, like, a two-year warranty standard? So if you have a year warranty. Stuff... Any, over here, anything you buy, you get a year's warranty, a manufacturer's warranty. So if it breaks, then you, they, they switch it over. Yeah. Um, I think if, it, if it's anything you're unhappy with in the first two weeks, you can send it back or, you know, as long as you've got the receipt in the box, which is fair enough. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, except uh, just bring out a second generation of, like, fatter, harder-wearing chips, and then anyone who does send one back, they'll just get replaced with a second gen one, won't they? Yeah, fatter and harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the way you like it, Nick. <laughs> Nvidia. Oh, it's not even so Nvidia. the motherboard can take it. <laughs> Intel, listen up. We want fatter and harder. <laughs> so, Jansen, that brings me on to say, so what are you going to do in your situation after Christmas? Because you're going to be upgrading. You probably would have gone to Skylake, but what are you going to do now? Go for the same as us, like 58 to 20k? Yeah, because I've been looking around to see what's out there, and I was looking at the Skylake ones. But to be honest with you, like I hadn't really made a decision. But, but six cores better for you. Yeah, but like now, like I'll just take this into consideration when I am buying it, because you never know, by the time I do buy one, they might have updated it, and they might say, look, it's... It, it yeah, doesn't but for bend you anymore. in general, it should be a no-brainer because you do a lot of editing of music and sound and you do a lot of imagery, so you should go for the 6-core processor because it's so much better yeah. than a 4-core processor for gaming. Even though they run higher, it's just better. Yeah. But yeah, that's my first bit of news. Second bit of news, 
Have you guys seen Far Cry Primal? We've been keeping up to date with like, the new bits and pieces, but they recently released a 10-minute video. And I've got to say, I'm pretty excited. And I even nearly went back to playing Far Cry 4 and trying to get over that bloody bridge that I ain't got over yet. <laughs> You're still getting over that one, yeah. <laughs> no, I still haven't. Just haven't had <laughs> no. time. But I will get back to it before this game comes out. Did you see what they do? That in this new one, it's all set in the Stone Age. So you've got like tribes and the map. Imagine the film Ice Age. You know, like you see their map and they've got like at the top of the mountains, they've got all the snow and the ice and they've got like all the caves and they've got like a jungle. It's pretty much like that. And it, I'll tell you what, the graphics and the game, it looks pretty much the same as the other Far Cries. But with this, you've got like tribes and lots more animals. Did you see them taming the animals? Yeah, you can actually tame the animals and send them to your uh, prey. Yeah, so <laughs> like awesome. if, you, if you tame a jaguar, instead of killing it, you can tame a jaguar by throwing meat to it and you've got a chance that you can tame it. Now, if you tame the jaguar, when you crouch, the jaguar goes into crouch mode and it creeps along with you. And they were showing us how they got techniques where you can sort of make, make it work where you, you creep up on a guy, say there's two of them, one on the left, one on the right, you creep up, the jaguar creeps up. And then when you press a button... As you throw an axe into one of their back, the jaguar jumps on the other one, so you can take two of them down and get the points for two kills in one go. And you get like different animals have different sort of abilities. Obviously, if you get like an elephant, I suppose it carries more, and and well, I'm not 100 sure, but it's got its own area of speciality, you know. Yeah, um, every every animal has its own specialty. Yeah, thing. see, I, I only really saw the I saw the wolf and the jaguar they're bringing into it, and you yeah, can get like a dive. Yeah, a lot more. Sounds a bit like Ark, doesn't it? Except. Ark is with um, dinosaurs, but it's the same kind of thing where you would go around, find an animal, tame it, and then kind of make it like a weapon. Yeah, yeah I agree, but on a lot of forums, people are actually speculating on that one. It was based on Ark. Well, the storyline is, is you're a tribe and you get attacked by another tribe. And basically, the whole game is about you finding this other tribe and taking them out. Now, on the map... They actually show you the map and they say it's their biggest map yet. They say it's absolutely massive. And what you've got, because in the other ones you had towers, you know, like you always have to get to the tower and get to the top of it. Yeah, and the it radio opens, towers. It, yeah, and it opens up an area. But because it's gone back in time, there's no such thing as, as radio towers. So what they've done in this one is they've had log fires, like massive fires. And when you get to that area, it gives you another save point. But you can only see the map once you viewed it. So wherever you walk, it will unlock like a certain radius around you. So you have to physically go over the whole map to unlock the whole map. Yeah, so it's like it's shrouded. Room. Sorry? It's like it's shrouded. Like, um, oh, what was the game they used to do? Uh, Age of Empires. Yes, yeah, like that. So it's all clouded over. And yeah. as you walk through, it unlocks that part as you're going. So yeah. you have to really explore. So you don't know where the enemies are, but you've got to find them. And it's more of your you going on a journey to get this tribe and to take back what they've done to you. It's all about revenge. And, you know, it's a bit of a different take because normally it's a bad guy coming to an island and that bad guy's just a bit of a bastard. He's just causing havoc left, right and centre. But this is more of a retaliation against a guy and then them going off and you're trying to catch them, you know? But so, if this is, like, in the Stone Age, are you a caveman? Yeah, yes. you're like a tribesman. You're like, they're their tribe and your tribe. I think you've got like a like grass like skirt on and spears and that sort of stuff. So with the animals, will you get things like woolly mammoths and saber tooths? Yeah. yeah, that's what you get. You get all them sort of things in the game. But it did look really cool. Like at the beginning, they were showing you him with a with a bow, about a bow and arrow, and he's got a single like bow. And then he shows later on in the game, and he's got like a double bow, so he's firing two bows off of one arrow at a time. So 
I think to make up for them not having guns, because it's always had really lots of special guns, ain't it, in the game? Yeah, yeah. And you always like them unlocks. So I'm assuming they've got all these different types of things. And the actual screen, they, they show you a clip of the screen where you unlock different weapons and stuff. And I've got to say, it did look pretty exciting. Like, they've got little pictures of all the different things you can have and make, like, from crafting and stuff like that. And I, I watched it, and after watching it, I was like, do you know what? I really want to get this game. I can't wait for this game now. It's going to be the... Like, it was... It was. I wanted Fallout 4, then I want XCOM 2, and now this is going to be third on my list that, I, that I'm going to have to do. Fallout 4, sort of, I've, I've saved that for my single-player experience. So when you guys ain't online or no one else is online, that's my go-to game to chill out, switch off, and play. So I'm just going to play that over time. I'm not going to rush it, take my time on that one. And then, like I said, XCOM 2, when that comes out, I'll be banging on that. That's, I love that game. Which, Jansen, you probably not even played the first one yet. Nah. Which you need to play. That's a wicked game. And then I'll be on Far Cry again. So, but before that, I want to finish Far Cry 4. So you might want to get on that and we can do some double player on that. Yeah, I got that too. I'm interested. I've play never played players. a Far Cry game. No? You never? No. Have you even no. watched one? Yeah, because I've, I've seen it before. And like when they've come out, with all the hype, you can't really miss it. But I've always looked at it and thought, yeah, it does look good. But I've they never... really are. Yeah, I've, I've never really gone to get one. And because... I was on console you got to really pick and choose the games you buy because you're paying so much money yeah yeah so i hate when, that about them so far cry might come out at the same time as grand theft auto and then you you kind of have to pick between the two yeah so, that's another game i need to get to do as well i'm just like there's a few big games you find when we get the cheaper games and the indie games and we get into these games like imperium and stuff you so i i find that sometimes i enjoy them games more than the triple a titles because they've got more like depth and they've got more love put into them, you know, like yeah. there's someone's heart and soul put into it. But these big games are just massive games. They've got the graphics, they've got the the gameplay, they've got everything basically. So yeah, sometimes with AAA games as well, like they, like you said, they're a bit shallow and they just look good. So yeah. I kind of found that with like the newer Call of Duties, where I used to love Call of Duty, and I know we've said this before, where they just kind of like reskin the game. But you you kind of lose a lot when they've you're got playing. To the place, they've got to a dead end, didn't they, really? Yeah, yeah and they're it's just making it look rehash. better. Yeah. It's not even that. They keep adding a load of crap in. Do you know what? The last one, Black Ops 2, I really enjoyed that. I played it with all my mates. That was on an Xbox. We really enjoyed it. We was all having fun in the game, shooting each other and scoreboards and all that. And then they started going down this route of futurizing it and making body suits and jumping up yeah. walls. And that shit for me is just... I don't, I'm not interested, to be honest. Nah. You know, that's, nah. not, that's not what I like to play it for. Like I said, it's better off they just put 20 more guns in to collect. Yeah. And but, then that's why when you, you're paying all this money for a game and then you'll play it for a couple of days and then you'll be like, yeah, I'm bored of this. And yeah, then that's, that's why some of these indie games, like you're paying like a fraction of the price, but someone's put so much time and effort into it, you feel yeah. that when you're playing it. Yeah. Not loving them. Yeah. Like I said, but... But yeah, sometimes it is better to have an indie game because if you do play one and it is crap, you've paid a couple of quid for it, you don't really mind losing it. But there's nothing more disheartening when, like you said, you've had two games to choose from. They're both 50 quid. You chose one, got home, you played it for 10 minutes, like, I'm not really into this. And then you think, man, I could have got the other one. And then you yeah. take it back to the shop and you get 20 quid for it after you just paid 50. Yeah, like, that's it. It's up. like yeah. trading prices are crazy. It's like when you're buying a second-hand game, it's 50 quid new. 45 quid second hand yeah. and then when you go to sell it to them 
They want to give you 20 quid. Well, do you know what? Um, I've got a whisper. I bought a Mario for a Christmas present. And uh, I said, how much is it? He goes, oh, it's 55 quid. I was like, all right, have you got any second-hand ones? He's like, yeah. He said, how much is that? He goes, 50 quid. I was like, what? <laughs> and I had to buy yes. it because I needed it. <laughs> and I just thought, <laughs> that's a bit harsh. I know. It's the same here, man. It's... <laughs> So it was, just, it was just a bit of a joke, really. And that's the sort of thing that I think it's not fair as well because a lot of people can't afford PCs and a lot of people go to consoles because like, they're younger and their parents will just be like, oh, get them an Xbox. But if you've got that Xbox, you, you're going to be playing on the same game forever. But, you know. But is there a game trade website out there where like, if you bought a, P, um, a PlayStation game and you didn't like it, you go on a website, see what other people want to trade like new AAA games, and then just trade, so you're not losing any money. It's probably it will probably everybody... exist, but I don't know any. People so. are out to make money, aren't they? So I doubt it. Yeah, but then it's like user to user, isn't it? There's no the middleman is just website hosting it. So if you bought Grand Theft Auto and you didn't like it and you wanted Destiny, you could see anyone on there who's trading Destiny for GTA and then just do a direct swap. Could be that it exists, but I... Could be that we make it. Sure. Five quid. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Only problem is I don't own any consoles. Just, just like edit that bit out. We won't say anything about that. <laughs> we'll have that up by next week. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like none of us are really playing consoles. Are you turning into a console peasant? No, he's uh, just come from that. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. So, though, we call them console peasants, yeah, but they pay 50 quid a game. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, but then it's triple what we pay most of the time, so... Yeah, oh, anyway, moving on. I think uh, that's enough about consoles anyway. I hate hearing the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just call them yeah. Blu-ray players. Blu-ray players, yeah. That's what you've got a PlayStation 4, isn't it? Yeah. Expensive paper is also. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, moving on, Hans. Uh, moving on to you. What news have you got this week? Well, my first bit of news is uh, we all have Dying Light. Remember that game? Yep, yeah. I, that game. Think, I think we all loved it. I sadly didn't finish it, but I yeah, nor did I. Yeah, but anyway, next year we're getting an enhanced edition. Everybody that has the base game will get the enhanced edition. Now, what is the enhanced edition besides from better graphics, of course? They Are they really some... making it better graphics? Yeah, it's the graphics over... on that were really good already. Yeah, they're gonna do an overall look and feel improvement. So probably it's a bit more shaders and stuff. I'm not really sure. But anyway, we'll, we'll have to watch out for that one. But you know so. what? That game's four players, isn't it? So that'd be I think quite it is, good yeah. for us lot to get into. We could all play that together, you know, one week. Just smash oh, our way yeah, through I'm, it. I'm up for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm up for that as well. Because I played it before. The people I was playing it with, we was all on at different times. So people leveled up at different levels. But we could just all get in there, get to the same level and just crack through it. Yeah, it's uh, like when we were playing cool. Dead Island. That, that was quite good. But I oh, think uh, Dying Light is a much better game. Have you played Dying Light? Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. All right, then fair enough. I'll let you off. Put you on the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now for the enhanced edition, they're also bringing a legend system. Uh, apparently, there's a level cap. I never reach it, by the way, just saying. And what the legend system is, is uh, when you reach a level cap, you can keep leveling just for your stat bonuses. That's pretty interesting. So you can keep leveling. So what, you get legendary status, and then does it start again, or do you get legendary? And it doesn't specify. No, it doesn't specify here. They didn't specify it. It oh, just so say you same. can keep leveling your stat bonuses. That's about all they're releasing yeah, so, it as an info. Yeah, so it's probably going to be you get to like let's say level 60 is the max. You get to level 60, 
and then from then on you can just make like your speed and and weapons and power things like uh, that. Probably yeah. How also they're adding yeah they're also adding nightmare difficulty. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with that. Yeah, me neither. As if the base game wasn't hard enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to play things on easy or normal. Yeah, mostly normal, sometimes easy, depends on which game uh, on the mood yeah. of the game. Also, <laughs> this is interesting, new parkour moves. Oh, really? Do you yeah, know the what? parkour system, say, I loved it. Yeah, it's amazing how they've done that. You know, It doesn't matter where yeah. you run and jump, you, you it, the computer processes it perfectly. Like It looks looks perfect every time. They won yeah, lots of awards for that, didn't they? Gaming awards yeah, for that parkour did. system. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, so... Dying Light, I was going to say Enchanced, Enhanced Edition, <laughs> I keep saying it. <laughs> oh well, anyway, the new parkour moves, uh, they look pretty awesome, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. then, this, this is a funny one, as if the enemies and the zombies weren't hard enough yet. New enemy attacks and behaviours, yeehaw. Really? Yep. So some new enemies would be cool. I don't yeah. think I actually got to see all the enemies in the game anyway. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I think I played about a third of the way through, and I just got overwhelmed with games and stuff to do. Yeah, I think I'm about 50%, so to speak, of the So that's something line. for us to get back into. If anyone in the community is interested in getting into that with us, let us know. Just send us an email, and uh, yeah, we'll get on there at some point. Yeah, I'm yeah, well sure. up for that. Yeah, I'm because, up for that as well. Um, yeah, me, I, I, me, I didn't play it for that long. I liked it, but yeah, I didn't really have that much time to play it. Yeah, and you probably played it in single player, so it's just not yeah. as fun. Yeah, but this is one of the few games I like more in multiplayer. There's not a lot of them, but this is one of them. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, new NPC models. No idea what they're going to do with it, because I think it looked awesome already, but apparently they're getting an update. So, so, so And this is free? All free. Everybody that owns a base game gets this one for free. So what they're trying to do is they put this extra content in, they're trying to get everybody back to it. No, apparently these are all uh, community uh, thingies. The community oh. asks for these things and they listen. It's what oh. I like about those devs. So. so what, people in the community made this stuff and then they saw it and thought that's quite a good one. You yeah, know, they took the best so, out of them probably. So and, yeah, yeah, so really it. what they've done is, that's quite good, you know, that's good for all round because it's good yeah. for the person that made it in the community because their name goes on it and they've done something, they've proved the point. You know, that, that creates jobs for people. When someone in the community makes something really good, like when art came out, I don't know if you don't notice, they gave the Unreal Engine out and you can make your own items, you can make your own maps and everything. And they was actually saying, make as much stuff as you can and it, it, there's no tutorials for it, but if you can learn it and make stuff, you know, we, we can take it on board and if it's good, we'll put it out. And they did. Some guys made some new maps that were nearly as good as the original, was like better than the original maps with like his own buildings and stuff. And he got up there and he got really popular for it because he showed that he's got the skills to make that part of the game you know, and someone comes along, sees that, and then the, like the devs and that, and they go, right, he's good. We'll pick him up. He can come work for us. You know. Yeah, that, that's actually awesome that they do those kind of things. You know, and they they was actually asking all the community to do as much as they can, and they will pick bits out every week. They was putting up someone's name, like on all their forums and on their website and that, which I thought was really good because, you know, someone's put a lot of hard effort into into making that, and they've got a good reward from it. They've got put out there to a lot of people. You yeah, know? but this is what I like about certain developers. They listen to their community, yeah. and they actually improve the game with it. And I think a lot of developers over the last couple of years didn't listen. Yeah, well, they we really need to get stage. back to that one. Yeah, yeah they went it is. Back, like a dark stage where it was all about the money, and it wasn't yeah, about cough, the games anymore. Yeah, cough. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it seems to be all leveling out a bit now, and it's getting back to being good. There's some good games coming out, you know. I'm really yeah, enjoying the games we've been playing recently. 
But yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. Uh, Dying Light. Is that everything about Dying Light? That's everything for the moment. Uh, I'm going to keep you updated in the news uh, as soon as I know anything more about it. All right, cool. Something else I believe to talk about as well for you. Yes, list. we do. <laughs> Last week I talked about it. This week I did it. I bought my second Titan X. He only done this to get in front of me. Uh, I, was al- <laughs> I was already one or two percent in front of you. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Here we that, go again. Say, he says I was already one or two percent. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It, I think I might, I might have mentioned that one or two times on the podcast. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so I, as I light my titans, and I also got water cooling. Now, before I go into that, can I say thingy, it first? Yeah, no, I'm gonna say something first. Can I say it before well, you? No, because <laughs> life was a lot cheaper without you. Life was a lot cheaper without me. I yes. saved your bacon. No, you didn't. You cost Listen, me money. People, <laughs> give us some comments about this, yeah? What he had is he had. Yes, please two- do. Two Titan X's in SLI, yeah. He's got a 4790K processor, is it? A 3770K. 3770K processor. And he's got the stock cooler on his processor. So okay. I told him, look, you can't be doing this. You can't have all them cards on there and have a stock processor, not overclocked or anything. Whatever happens, his processor was running at like 80 degrees constantly all the time. 90? 90? <laughs> 90? Oh my <laughs> God. So I think I, we in, even spiked it in 99 at some point, no? Really? Yeah, you, nah, you were there. Computer yeah, switched off at 100. Yeah, you did it. Uh, 99, I think it was. Wow. It's probably lived half its point. life already then. The thing is, the only reason we yeah. knew is because he sent a picture of his new cards to me and Jansen, and we looked at it and was like, uh, whoa, that cool I, I actually <laughs> sent a picture uh, of the awesome cable management I was going to do. <laughs> but we you happened to here? not even notice the cable management at this point. We just saw that call and thought, wow. So I got on and told him he needs to get a cooler, and he was like, as hands is, nope, I don't need one, it works. And I was like, you do need one, so he's finally explaining, so I'm trying to talk him around to getting a water cooler rather than a normal heatsink. So he finally gets a water cooler. Come on now, you've got to admit, it's so much better. Um, sure. <laughs> no, seriously, no, seriously, it is better. You know, you're maxed out, and you're down to 60 degrees. Yeah, even idle, uh, it's around between 30 and 40 now. Which yeah, used to be like right. 50 or 60 or something, I think it was. Yeah. I think we didn't test that one. Uh, no, but that's, that's about right. That's good. You know, it's going to be so much better now. We can overclock your processor now. And, yeah, we should. We should. And that will then open up a bit more like, breathing room for your cards. Not that yeah, it needs indeed. it, but it's just, it's just good. I like it. It makes me feel good. Yeah, me too, to be honest. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> but yeah, also, I've said we, we've done a bit of benchmarking as well, didn't we? Yes, because uh, as our listeners here know, we have been fighting a lot about who has the better cards here. <laughs> so, so this we had, had to, to happen eventually. <laughs> so, but we have uh, got some, uh, we got some funny, funny answers, to be honest, though. So actually, what, we I, do, what we've yeah. done is we both we used Heaven Benchmark and we used 3D Mark, and we both done totally standard computers, and then we both done overclocked. But we're not going to go into the overclock this week. We might do that next week. Yep. But standard, now, my card, I've got a 980 Ti. It's a reference card. I got it before cards, the cards were actually available. And both of our cards are supposed to be at 1,000 megahertz and a boost clock of 1,075. Yep, but now, yours was my, overclocked, eh? It's not overclocked. Mine's standard, standard. bias yeah. comes, it's a, refer- it's a reference card, but it's a review card. And what they do sometimes is they put more power into them when they give them out. Um, I don't know if they always admit it, but they do. Anyway, I got this card, and it was a review card. Now, basically, yeah. instead of being clocked at 1,000 um, and having a boost clock of 1,075, mine's standard, base, completely on its own, without no tweaking or nothing, 
is running at 1,200 megahertz. So uh, I've got 200 megahertz more than my stock Titan. Yeah, so it's when when it's running on and it's doing a bench test, it's probably running at what 125 is it? I think it's 125. Probably something around that. Yeah, I think it's that. I can't I can't think at the moment. Brain freeze. But yeah, it's (laughs) it's running a little bit higher than his. But then again, his has got uh, the VRAM. He's got 12 gigs. I've only got six. So we just want to have a little test, see what the powers are. So right, my CPU was running at four gigs. And my um, GPU was running at 1200 megahertz standard. And my score I got on Heaven Benchmark was at the first one was 2009. What was yours? Mine was 2028. So it's just a little bit, bit little bit up yeah, higher. Yeah, it's, it's like we were saying, one or two percent difference. Yeah, so, so it actually confirms what we were saying all along. But you know what? I've not, yeah, it does. It's not actually, it like, it's not actually far off from what we could have guessed because when you've done yours in SLI as well, you pretty much got double. Yeah, I got it like was pretty almost, standard. Yeah, almost five thousand in. Uh, yeah, you know, just out of the book, pretty much yeah. the same. But then I overclocked mine, and I ran my CPU at four point seven, and I can actually get my CPU up to five gigs, but I just wanted to make sure it was all stable in that. So I done it at yeah, four point seven, and my RAM I, on my computer was up at two thousand six hundred DDR4, and my GPU was running at fourteen hundred megahertz, and I turned the memory up by three hundred and fifty megahertz. And I actually, because I've never overclocked my car because I never need to, but we just done it for a bit of fun. And yeah. I could push it higher than that. That was just like a quick five minutes of messing around, benchmarking it, messing around, benchmarking it. And I actually got my score from 2009 to 2450. Yeah, which is really good for That's a That's a massive increase. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. frames per second went from 79.7 to 97.3. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like 20 frames difference, card. man. It's crazy. Yeah, so, it, is. it is. And that that was still keeping cool on the temperature. The fan, I could could hardly even hear it turning up. So I could turn my fans up if I wanted to more. I could turn the voltage up still. So I still had a lot of a long way to go if I wanted to to get more. But you know, I just felt that I didn't need to. So I put all my computer back to standard, turned my processor back down to four gigs because it's just unnecessary tuning. I don't need it. But yet. but it was an interesting test. Yeah, but it's funny, it's funny as well, though, because the max frames in that, I got higher, didn't I? I went up to 198 frames, and I think yours was like 170 or something, wasn't it? Uh, my maximum was 148. Yeah, so it's weird. It's just weird yeah. how that happens. But, but yeah, a little <laughs> bit of fun for us. And that was running. Yeah, if any of you want to send us in, and if you do the benchmarking yourself with Heaven Benchmark, and you want to send your uh, details into us, and we'll put them up on the actual stream in the, when we're doing the live podcast, you can just send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. Take a screenshot of your um, Heaven Benchmark final score page. Now, you need to have it on DirectX 11. The quality's got to be on Ultra. Uh, multi-monitor disabled. Anti-aliasing times 8. Full screen enabled, so it's on full screen. And the resolution we set it at is 1920 by 1080. Yeah. And that's the scores we got. 3D Mark, what did you get on there? At standard? Uh, yeah, on... Um... Sorry, I lost my train of thought here for a second. Uh, on 3D Mark, uh, single card, I scored 14,535. So I got 14,240. So again, you just beat me by a little bit. Yeah, it's. But then, again, it's now confirmation Mark, what we've been saying. Yeah, 3D Mark's a bit different, though, because Heaven Benchmark yeah. just does your graphics card. But 3D Mark, that does your whole computer as a whole. So it does your CPU, your RAM, and your graphics card. 
So, yeah. and I've got a 5820K and you've got a 3770, which is four core. Yeah, your physics core. were a lot better. So my physics my... went a lot higher there. So I sort of, that was an unfair sort of test yeah. for just the graphics card. It was just something we was doing. But yeah, yeah. so if anyone wants to send in your scores and that and you want to put them up, just let us know. Send them to that email and uh, yeah, we'll get them up. Just a bit of fun. Yeah, sure. One thing I want to say about this though, um, for everybody... Go, Mine's 2% better. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. For everybody that's even considering buying a Titan, just don't. It's not worth the extra money anymore. Uh, the 980 Ti is the way better choice at the moment. Just yeah. saying. See, see, you can pretty much, you can if you've got a 980 Ti, you can overclock it straight out of the box. Don't ever buy an extra card or a card that's an extra 300 quid. You know, I just go, um, well, this is me personally. I'd always go for the reference card and overclock it myself. Don't buy a super clocked one yeah. because you're going to pay 50 quid straight out of the box more, you know, for a card that's already overclocked. And even the yeah. super clock cards, they're only ever clocked at about 50 megahertz to 100 megahertz more. And for me, you know, one slider, that's done in two minutes. Yeah, know? it and is. Always, it, I've never seen one that doesn't clock a standard one higher than the super clock version, you know. So, yeah, yeah. be warned. Oh, well. Yeah, at least we tried, so it was fun. <laughs> yeah, so if you are looking at a good graphics card, go for a 980 Ti over the uh, Titan X because the Titan X is far too expensive for what it is. Yeah, it is. It, it only has the, the massive amount of VRAM, which you hardly ever use. So. And like we had in episode, I don't know what, if you're going to have 24 gigs of VRAM, you need like 40 gigs of normal of RAM, RAM. Yeah. to back it up with. So, But yeah, so that was what we had a little bit of fun on that. Jansen, yep. what news have you got this week for us? My news is about the Oculus Rift. Ooh, I um, like news about Oculus Rift. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, it's, it's coming out pretty soon. They're saying the first quarter of 2016. Wow. But they're taking pre-orders now. And if you pre-order, you get a free copy of Eve Valkyrie, which is being launched with the Rift. That's a bit cheeky, though, thinking about it. Because when you said this to me earlier on, I was like, oh, free game. But... It's not free because Eve's a monthly subscription. Yeah, but this is one of the better MMOs out there. And it's an yeah, but it's monthly one. subscriptions. Yeah, I know, I know, free. I know. You're right in that one. But this this single game is going to put the Oculus Rift in the market. Yeah, because I think they've worked together from the beginning with this. And they haven't made it compatible with the Rift. They've actually designed it to work with the Rift. So with other games, they might kind of tweak it so you can use it. But with this, it's they built it to to work perfectly together. I wonder how it's going to work then, because in Eve, you you see your ship from an outside view. You don't see it from the cockpit, do you? Nope, never. That's uh, but Eve just looks beautiful. Yeah, it does look good. I remember when I had my first graphics card, which was a HD seventy seven fifty, or I can't remember something like that. And I played Eve, and it used to run it quite well. And I, even then, on them poor graphics, I was like, do you know what, this looks really good. But like I said, you upgrade, and then you go back, and you think, oh, this looks poo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, I can't wait for Oculus Rift. When that comes out, are we all going to be getting it straight away? I'm getting one, for sure. It's pretty funny, because I followed Oculus on Kickstarter when they first started. Yeah, so did I, about five or six years ago. Yeah, and it's like I looked at it and I thought, uh, this looks quite good. And at the time, you could buy one for £250. And yeah, that part was a of me, kit one. Yeah, and part of me felt like, should I get one? But I, I left it and then like they're obviously huge now. And part of me thinks, yeah, if I had got that one, that would probably be a bit of a collector's item now. 
Well, not really, because no one wants a dev kit one because it makes you really violently sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the <laughs> dev kit two, you know what? One, if you, it's if you one of those things it, where it'd be so rare, isn't it? Because they were only shipping them out through Kickstarter, so there's not a lot of them out there. So yeah. you you wouldn't use it because if you were going to use a rift, you'd buy dev kit two. One that no, you'd use the one that they're going to release in next year. Yeah, but that's that that won't be out until next year, so. The only one you can get hold of which is actually able to use at the moment is a dev kit too. Mm. You know, and that's the one where they put it into HD and they've solved the sickness motion because they've put like these different... It's like so quick now to, to know where you're moving, like the head movement and that, that they've got rid of the motion sickness. Yeah, because it was uh, like latency problems. and Yeah, it was like, like they... really fast, but just not fast enough. Yeah, because they were saying like with your brain, the way it works, it only needs like half a second of latency or something like that for you to feel ill yeah. it's yeah. like when you hear your voice back through your headphones it it's like a tenth of a second out and you'll start talking like you, you're drunk <laughs> does i never know that is that true <laughs> yeah because it, Maybe it that's messes what to me all the time <laughs> it, it messes with your brain so <laughs> but yeah it's the same with like the rift it's it has to be spot on like the latency has to be close to zero for it to work yeah but cool. yeah, I, I'd definitely like to get one. Yeah, I was going to say, if you wanted, but it wouldn't work out because Hans is in Belgium. But what we, I'd say we could have done otherwise, we could have all chipped in a bit and got one and then just had some fun with it. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. Well, <laughs> well what if, if we all chip in, Hans can chip in as well and then he can watch it, he can stream it. <laughs> yeah, nice try. Really nice try. If we had one between the three of us, what we'd do is we'd have it for a month each and then we'd just ship it over to Hans. He can have it for a month, and when he's done with it, send it back. <laughs> I'll buy yeah. my own one. Plus, I don't think you want to know what most people are going to be using it for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be using it for that. <laughs> yeah, it should come with a, a box of tissues, not a game. <laughs> yeah, well, it will be a game with a box I of tissues. I don't think one box will cut it, but okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that sort of thing, man? God. Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> right, let's move on before this gets totally raw and out of control. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's the news for this week. Uh, let's move on to the competition. Last week's competition, we was giving out the games Empyrean, Insurgency, Gang Beasts, and we was going to give out Rise of the Argonauts. But it just so happens that something's gone wrong with that key, so we've replaced it with two games instead. So what we're going to do is it's now going to be Empyrean, Insurgency, Gang Beasts, and Blackguards 1 and 2. So, slight change in games there, but that's all we can do. Yeah, we've already got the winner. We've done the random selection and that. And the winner is actually Hoogie Bear, or Hoogie Bear. And he, that's his name on Steam. His name's Jamie. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to you. And thanks for getting involved in our uh, competition. Congrats. Uh, Congrats, yeah, this, this week's winner. To anybody else that wants to get involved and win our games and find out what they are for next week's competition... Like I said, we've got to do is listen to the tune halfway through the podcast and email me with your name on Steam and what the music, the game, the music is from. And that's it, basically. So, right, so we move on. And if you want to find out what that is, then just keep listening. You'll hear the, the next competition coming up later on in the show. Right, on to the games. You ready for the games, boys? Oh, yeah. Yep. Hans, would you like to take us first? Of course. Now, my first question is... How many hours have you been playing Empyrean? I've played about 70. 
Okay, I was gonna say I might have beaten you with Assassin's Creed Syndicate, but no, I played 41 hours, so oh, no, you win. Yeah, so probably about 50 hours. I think like I might that. not even be so. I might be 60, but you know, when you get yeah. to that point, okay. But anyway, I played 41 hours, so you win anyway. <laughs> of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Syndicate, yeah, and I haven't finished it yet, but I'm very close to the I'm end. Quite interested to hear about this game because I believe it's set in old-fashioned London. Yeah, it's in Victorian age London. The setting wow. is amazing. That's actually the reason I always buy Assassin's Creed, because of the historical character. Now, you played some Assassin's Creed before, right? Yep, a little bit. I didn't really like yeah. it. Yeah, I, uh, I played the first one. Yeah, okay. The, the first one was in Venice, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay, this is the only one I didn't play. <laughs> what, but the one in, in Venice, you didn't play it? No, the one in Venice I didn't play. The very first one I never got to play. Because I think it was back on the Xbox 360. Yeah. And... I never owned one. I played it point. and done the tutorial, you know, where you're coming up to the castle and it's showing you how to do the moves and climb and all that sort Could of stuff. Could be, yeah. And the first part is you have to get up a wall and into like a bell tower, I believe. I can't remember, it's a long time ago. And I just remember thinking, this is a bit linear for me. And it was because I was in the tutorial and I gave up on it at that point. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just being honest. Yeah, so you yeah, sometimes you have those out. games, you just give up in the tutorial. I, I did it too for some games. Well, no, to be honest, I actually was really looking forward to Black Flag. And, you know, the other Assassin's Creed, all the climbing and all that and stealth, that doesn't really appeal to me. It's not my cup of tea. So I've always, like, when I get a game like that, it's not my kind of thing. But Black Flag, I heard, was totally different. It was all about getting a ship and upgrading your ship is, and going yeah. to do pirate stuff and doing all the crazy stuff like that, you know? I started playing Black Flag, and I actually really got into it. I got my ship, I'm coming out of the harbour and all that. You know, I'm killing people. The graphics were really good. The game was really nice. And then, do you know what? All of a sudden, bang, there's a computer thing going on. I'm in some futuristic building following some bird around. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Is the game broke? Is something going no. on? <laughs> that's that's still the case now in Syndicate. Because you're still, yeah, you're still uh, trying to find the stones. So yeah, it's, always... it's in the first one as well. It's... Yeah, there's, there's, there's like a time travel element No, to it. not really. You're working for Abstergo Company, uh, which are actually, I think, the Templars. And they're having this thing called the Templar Stones, which are used to control some ancient power, I guess it is. I'm not really sure on that storyline. Yeah, because I, I just couldn't yeah. work it out, because obviously I've not played any of the others. So yeah. all of a yeah, sudden... Yeah, you're, you're a sort of, a sudden, of a time traveller. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden case, the so. screen sort of goes fuzzy and then a woman's there, hi, if you'd like to follow me to your quarters or in your office and your computer, and I'm just like, what? And then she starts showing me over history what's going on. And then that totally threw me and I was just a bit like, all I want to do is drive a ship around and smash up other ships. Yeah, but shall I tell you something I agree quite with funny? You on that part, um, the, uh, the part set in the modern time is also something that doesn't interest me at all. I just want to play the storyline uh, cool so cool, same same with syndicate here i mean it's more of the same but again different <laughs> like they <laughs> always do yeah but uh like i mean in in black flag also you need to climb onto a building and then you need to synchronize right if you remember it then you get a view of the whole map and see what's there and all the yeah. chest and stuff yeah it's the same here but this then is set in in the district of london the whole district is is um they're actually divided, the city of London, into certain districts. Hold on one second, Hans, before you start. What was you saying, Jansen? I heard you say something like, oh, do you want to hear something funny? Oh, yeah. It's it's just about like the first game. But yeah, it's just a little tidbit I thought was quite funny. But when I played the first Assassin's Creed, 
bit where we were talking about where you're just playing the game and all of a sudden it goes fuzzy and then you kind of wake up in a completely different place and there's like random people around you. Yeah. When I was playing the first game, you obviously don't really get to see your character because he's got his hood on and stuff. And then you're kind of walking around and quite near the end of the game, it does that. And then you kind of wake up in this room. And the funny thing is he gets up and he takes off his hood and he looks exactly like me. Does he? And, yeah. And <laughs> it, it was crazy because when I was playing it, when he stood up and you actually see his face for the first time, I had to shout to my girlfriend to come in the room and have a look at this. And I Which said to her... Which one is it? Assassin's Creed 1? Yeah, the first one. And then I said to her, I was like, look, it's me in the game. And she was like, oh my God, that does look exactly like you. But <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. That royalties, like, man, royalties. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is I, I look quite different now because I, like now I've got quite a big beard. Quite and a my... big beard? It comes down <laughs> to your knees. You've got epic and, Gandalf and I, beard. I've got like, my hair's a bit longer, but back when my hair was like short and I kind of just was a bit more clean shaven, yeah, it, it was just funny that the character looked like the spitting image of me. Why, has he got cornrows? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Shots did have them. <laughs> yeah, for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I for don't want to know. Didn't <laughs> like him then. Uh, this, was, this was before that. Oh, was it? I'm trying to find the guy right now, and I just can't find a picture of his face. So that's really uh, If I'm not mistaken, it's Ma- Master Uzio or something, something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure, but... Uh... But yeah, anyway, as I was saying... You're yeah, sorry, Hans. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in, you're in the city of London now, and Nick, you are there every day, if I'm, if I'm not correct. Yeah. So <laughs> you might be able to answer some questions for me. Oh, right. Because... Oh, you just you, went, you was in London, and he just stopped. We were both wow. like, oh, all right then. <laughs> yeah, because he, he was asking you. Oh, was you asking me a question? Yeah, I was asking you a question. You were oh, in London sorry, every was... day, right? I was so busy looking at Jansen's face on Assassin's oh. Creed that I was just not listening anymore. Oh, my, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, go no, but, again. Yeah, like I said, this uh, the city of London here is uh, divided into six or seven districts, which, of course, a few are famous, like Westminster. We all know Westminster, I guess. Yeah, it's like got, that. Yeah, it got St. James's Park. We also yep. know that one. But then you got something called the Strand. Yeah, the Strand. Yep. That's a big ah, road. So it's also, uh, okay. Then, of course, the Thames. We all know the Thames. Thames or the Thames? The Thames, yeah. Sorry. The Thames. I mean, <laughs> the Thames. I'm going to call yeah. it the Thames from now on. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the... See if I pronounce it correctly. The Southwark. Southwark. Uh, Southwark. Okay. Well, see, I'm not native British. I'm not sure. No, come on. This is quite fun. This is a fun game. You think? <laughs> Go on. Name something else. All right. There's still Whitechapel. We all know Whitechapel, <laughs> I guess. It says no. <laughs> what? Oh come on, that's gotta yeah. that's gotta be good. Whitechapel. Yeah, Whitechapel. Yeah. All the places, all the places you're naming are just all places that to us is just normal. So it's just yeah. like you go there now, the buildings are still the same as they was then. Yeah, this so, this is supposed to be a replica of the Victorian age, London, down would, to a lot of details. Yeah, because yeah, like that's what I was going to ask. Like how how accurate have they made it? Pretty accurate. The graphics look amazing on that game. Yeah, it, it, accordingly to them, it's it's very very accurate. Now I have never been in London. Shame on me. So I can't Have you never say, been uh, to London? I have never been to London. You need to get over it, dude. Yeah, we'll I take you should. out. You but I'm gonna. It's you. on my list for next year, I promise. We'll take you into Chinatown or Soho. You won't know what hit you. Yeah, <laughs> and the Pink Panthers or whatever it is, he told me. 
<laughs> but that's a discussion for another podcast. I, I wonder guess. how many people in, in listening are gonna listen are gonna put pink punters into their thingy and see what kind of bar that is. Check it out. Well, I, nice I wasn't, the, I wasn't the one I wasn't the one that was there, so um <laughs> It was a good bar. I didn't mind the bar, it was a wicked bar. It just depends if you like builders in dresses with tattoos all over them. Okay. Well yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well anyway, back to Assassin's Creed. Yep. Now, in this game, you play as Jacob and Evie Fry. They're both, like, pretty young assassins, their brother and sister. And their father got murdered by the Templars, just like in every other Assassin's Creed. The story is a bit... Mm, meh. <laughs> as usual, so but you need to start somewhere, like I, say, I guess. There's always a balance, ain't there? And they've, they've put yeah. so much into the rest of the game that the storyline's sort of... They're well, focusing on the history and the graphics yeah, of the That's what the I was going to talk about next, because the main storyline... It's actually nothing compared to all the side missions you have, especially if you get uh, some of the DLCs with a special edition. Now, there's a lot of historical characters in this game also, one of them being Alexander Graham Bell, you know, the inventor of the telephone. Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure how old he was, uh, <laughs> but he's pretty young in this game. Oh, so, right. Also, so it's for pretty some accurate. reason... It's history, they, who, where is Assassin's Creed made? Is it based in London, the company that made it, do you know? Or... I don't know, actually. Yeah, I think it's an it English is, company that make it, yeah. I was going to say, because otherwise they've really done their history, and you know? Yeah, they're not idiots when it comes to that thing. I mean, it's always really accurate. And the good thing in here is, you like you played Black Flag, you can actually find some um, mementos of uh, Black Flag in there. like, oh, like you, some you... Easter eggs. Yeah, like Easter eggs. You, you, I forgot the name of the, of the captain you, you were playing in Black Flag. Yeah, because the can... times, them times would sort of overlap, wouldn't they? Because yeah, pirates but... would have been coming into like... The thing um... is, Assassin's Creed is, is one big story. It hasn't concluded yet. But... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, back in history of like London, coming into the Thames, that's where all the pirates and all the ships would have come in. They would have come into a place called the Docklands, which you've probably got in the game, London Docklands. Yeah, it's and, on here. You know, at the moment, if you look at the Thames River now, in the daytime, there's not many boats on there, there's hardly anything on there. But if you look at a picture that's been painted, or a picture in black and white from years ago... The whole river is absolutely covered yeah, in boats. Yeah, it's the same in this game. That, uh, that was uh, I was going to ask you too. I mean, there's like tons and tons of boats constantly moving around back and forth in the Thames. Yeah, because that was the main source of like getting your goods to another place. And, yeah, you can, uh, you can actually see the Industrial Revolution uh, <laughs> its works. And then I don't know if it's too early or if it's not, but when was Battersea Power Station made, Chance? Do you know? That's pretty modern, no I think, idea. isn't it? Because yeah, that would have been a... the main power station in the whole of London, the first one built, I assume. It'd be funny to see if that was in there as well. I don't think so, because um, a certain mission at a point uh, involves you getting the very first combustion engine. Oh, right, yeah. So, so uh, there probably be won't it. be a power station yet. <laughs> no. The Battersea uh, Power Station's pretty old, though. Yeah, yeah it's no not idea. Victorian. I don't know, I'm shit at history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, me, me too, to be honest. I'm a computer, but anyway, geek, um... not a historian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you want well, to do that one, you better get over to the, the history here. part of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, there's another historical character in here we all know, Charles Darwin. Yep. Now, we all know Darwin, I guess, as the evolution specialist and the one that murdered God. Shame on him. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm, you notice this... I'm just keeping quiet. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> you, what? Jansen's not me? saying anything either. <laughs> You don't know Charles Darwin. Well, no, he's pretty old. Yeah, he is, but... <laughs> what you mean? Right, you, don't, okay. you don't know him you, personally. You nah, two need to go back to school. You need to go back to school ASAP, you, the two of you, but 
Anyway. So you don't uh, want to talk about us two in school. <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to know that too. <laughs> so moving on, here's a guy you surely know. Charles Dickens. Come on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's also in there. He's a bit bloodthirsty and crazy because um, he chases ghosts. <laughs> and then you have Queen Victoria. Yep. You all know we him. know her. We know her. Yeah. Oh, we know her. Okay. Sort of. And then for some reason they put Karl Marx in here. Uh, Karl Marx? Karl Marx is um, a visionary revolutionist that wanted uh, an entire... Uh, um, revamp of the um, capitalistic system. It's quite funny, really, you know, because last week we were talking about Imperial and you fell asleep, and this week you're talking about this, and we're falling asleep because you're giving us a history lesson. <laughs> uh, well, it's a background story. So. And oh, right. so here's these are all side missions, basically. So these people some are, have their Some are on the main mission, some are side missions. So are these missions based around doing what these people have done in, in English history? I don't think so, because uh, honestly, I don't think Charles Darwin would have you murder a few people. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know, but okay. There's also Florence Nightingale. Okay. Please tell me you know Florence Nightingale. I know the name. Okay, yeah. She was a very famous nurse. She's also in there. Um, she doesn't play a big role, but she's in there. So be honest, did you know about all these people before you played this game? Yeah, of course. I, I actually paid attention in school, didn't you? It's quite funny because you've probably done more in school in Belgium about our history than we actually <laughs> did in school here because we don't actually learn anything about it here. But everybody knows Alexander Graham Bell he invented the telephone. But Every yeah, time you all, say all the someone names Bell, that you've said, I, I just know. Think, when you say Bell, I just think of that TV program. What's it called? Oh, my God. Oh, what's it called? Dave by the Bell. No. The other one. The space one. Fringe. Not space Never one. heard of it. You still think <laughs> you've seen Fringe? And his name's Bell. And every time you say it, I think of him. And Charles Darwin, his guy that um, invented the uh, theory of uh, evolution. No? Doesn't ring a bell? No. no. Yeah, oh a bit silly. God. Charles come Dickens. come on in and show us up. Charles Dickens? <laughs> yeah, yeah writer. wait. No? I know all these people. Wait, give Jansen a chance to look it up on Google to type it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying that, like, obviously you're talking about, like, some of the most famous people in the world. So... Yeah, but the, these are background characters in this game. That's what I actually wanted to, to talk about. Uh, they put so much effort uh, into getting the characters worked into the story of this game. So that's why I said they're not idiots, the ones that, that are making this yeah, game. What he's saying is they put loads of side missions in, and these people are handing out missions in the game. So Some of them are realistic. also part of the main storyline, but I'm not going to go into too much spoilers here. Yeah, because yeah. they had it in the other ones, didn't they? Like, in the first one, there was a lot of uh, stuff to do with Da Vinci. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so what they've done is they, the history of the people in that city at the time. Yeah, but that is especially what, what I like about is. Assassin's Creed, because it's most of the time historically accurate. I know mm. they get a lot of crap from a lot of people saying it's a rehash once again. And true, the gameplay, once again, is the same. So you, know you climb what? buildings, you synchronize, you do side I... missions. I really don't understand why people have a problem with, like, say, because I'm the same. Borderlands 1 comes out. I play the game. I complete the game. I love the game. Borderlands 2 comes out. It's exactly the same game, but with new skins, new guns, new this. I play the game. I love the game. Borderlands 3 was to come out, or whatever, 4, the pre-sequel, whatever. As long as it's the same kind of game on a different world or whatever, I'm going to love it. I know that. So why do people get the ump when... They bring a game out which is similar to the one they liked before and they really enjoyed. Why do they get the ump if they don't? This is the problem, like the Call of Duty thing earlier. 
yeah. people making them do something new and twisting the game into something that it wasn't to start with. No, but I mean, why fix something that isn't broken? That's my motto. Yeah, it's like going to Wagamama's for dinner. Everyone loves chicken katsu curry, you know that. And then they go and change the sauce. Why? It's the most popular dish. Yeah, well, don't do it then. <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, I agree with you on this one. I, I don't understand the... What, with Wagamamas? Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, one thing I need to mention about this game, though, is uh, you need a very good PC to run this. Um, we all know Assassin's Creed is notoriously badly optimized. This one is a little bit better, but um, you still need, like, let's say, a 970 at least to run it decently. Yeah. Well, I, well, do you know what? I saw this at the computer show. When you went to... Um... EGX this year, which is the big Euro game, a massive uh, show that was in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I went to watch this, and you've got like a couple of thousand people waiting in a massive, great like hangar, waiting to go in. So what they've done is they put up a cinema screen on the wall, and they started talking about the top ten games at the show. And this was before obviously it came out, so they were showing it off. And this was the first video footage that they were sent out to a wide audience. And I remember seeing it and just looking and thinking, wow, them graphics are amazing. And this was on a projector on a massive cinema screen. Yeah, it is. The graphics in this game It was game so are crystal clear. Amazing. The graphics, yeah. every little brick, every little step, every little detail of their clothes, everything. And on your monitor, it would look really good. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's one of, the, one of the better games I've played this year. It's, it's not The Witcher 3, but it's very good. Yeah, so um, what you need to do now is get, get your 4K monitor and let us know how it does. Yeah, actually, I really want to get a 4K motor sometime soon. Oh, how long do you <laughs> hold out for before it, it burns a hole in your pocket and that credit card gets munched up? Honestly, again? if I last for another two or three months, it will be a victory to myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll try. Any, any more about Assassin's Creed? Or yeah, have you like completed I said, it? no, I haven't completed it yet. But like I said, um, it's more of the same but different. Now, I told you about all the districts, right? Like the Strand, the Thames, Westminster. Now, um. You need to climb buildings and synchronize. When you synchronize, you will see little side missions pop up, like child liberation. There's a, apparently there was a problem with child, uh, yeah, child abuse in uh, London. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna comment too much on that because Belgium is also notoriously famous for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you can go and rescue those child. Um, there's also other missions like gang hangout. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's, in London, there's a lot of history of, of gangsters. Yeah, and... apparently these gangs are partially real and some are made up like a seven-year war with gangs or something between uh, the blighters and the rooks. I'm not really sure if that's historically accurate, but they claim it is. Is that like the Peaky Blinders? Yeah, the blighters. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that, Jans? No. Oh, no, I haven't seen it just reminded me, you know, it's a program about London back in the day, like Victorian times and the gangsters and and all about like the first drugs and stuff like that. Come well, in. this stuff is in here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all, it's all pretty accurate. Yeah, the, the stuff is in here because uh, when you're playing as Jacob or Evie Fry, by the way, you can switch on the fly between those two characters if you want. Yeah. Uh, just saying that Jacob uh, is a bit more of a melee type, while Evie is more of a real silent assassin. Yeah, Personally, see, for, hmm? sorry. Sorry, for me, I, I think this game, I'm really intrigued by it, and what you've been saying really makes me want to play the game just for the history, just for the graphics, just to see what it's going to look like. But then I've got to be honest with Assassin's Creed, I don't actually like the the way the game's played. I don't like the. I'm not a stealth guy, like I said. I like a where you can like. I like to creep up on people every now and then, but 
but I don't like it where it's all about doing different moves on people and no, you know that. But in this game, you don't have to stealth if you want. Just uh, switch over to Jacob, and you can just go in there full force if you want. <laughs> See, I, I quite like. Have you played Dishonored? Yeah, I played Dishonored. Now that I really enjoyed because that's got the flip side. You can either go completely nuts and go mad and kill people. Or you can go for the stealth route and get points that way. It's, either one it's the or same the other. here, but while you're on a mission, you get these little bonus objectives. You don't need to do them, but like at some point, I was um, they told me to go kidnap a police. Uh, okay, so I'm going to look for some police, and there's a whole park filled with police. Right, how am I going to kidnap one? If I don't kill any police officers, then I get extra uh, XP. So you've got it's to try like, and kidnap okay. one without killing them. Yeah, without killing him, without, without being detected, it's like, okay, I will never do this. So I was just uh, switch over to Jacob, went in there full force, killed everybody in the park almost, and took the one I need. <laughs> <laughs> so so, you so it, is, it is possible, yeah. Yeah, I get about half the point. You get the bonus, uh, the, um, the standard points. Huh? But yeah, mm. like I said. It does sound like a really enjoyable game. Like, uh, like I said, the history side of it and all that, I'm really... Like, like yeah, another thing that, that's uh, also cool, you're, you have like a hideout, which is a, a train. It drives through London all of the time. So what, your hideout moves around, basically? Yeah, your hideout moves around. You can fast travel to it, by the way. Just saying, once you unlock certain points, you can fast travel like in almost every other game. How and much is... Sorry? sorry? Sorry, go on, carry on, just cut you off. No, I said, once you're inside the train, you can actually upgrade your gang. You're, you're starting a gang called the Rooks. Uh, they're okay. actually... The, and uh, you can upgrade um, everything in there from more carriages to more weapons to uh, more intimidation and so all that stuff. So you've got a sort of turf war going on at the same time. The turf war is constantly, you can liberate the whole of London. That's what I was going to say uh, later on. So when you synchronize and you see all the side missions, like child liberation and gang hideouts, if you complete all those side missions, then you liberate that part of the city. Like in Westminster, there's six side missions. Yeah. You do them all, then you get the gang war with the leader of that particular uh, area. You kill the leader, and then Westminster is yours. It's oh, wow. Your, yeah, so you, oh, yeah. you actually conquered it. Your gang is now the boss of Westminster, and it stays like that. Yeah, so you've got turf wars going on as well. Yeah, you don't have to do those, by the way. Uh, they're all, all side missions, but I did them all because I liked them. And then here's something I really enjoyed. You played Grand Theft Auto, yeah? Yep. In this thing, you have a Grand Theft Auto mode, so to speak, but you can actually hijack a carriage. <laughs> so imagine you hijack a carriage. And drive just... a train. No, a carriage, a horse and carriage. A horse and carriage. Oh, yeah. right. Horse and carriage, you can hijack it. <laughs> and you can just go nuts in the streets of London with your horse and carriage. Or <laughs> just ride people over that. You can ride people over, you can smash into buildings, you can do everything you want. You can even, you know, whip your horse so hard, it's going to... Run! No, it's gonna <laughs> run like crazy. You can get up your cart and start shooting people from there. <laughs> so, <laughs> it does sound actually... like quite good. Jansen, would you get into this game? What's your views on it? Um, yeah, I like Assassin's Creed. Even though I've just played the first one, like I, I pretty much got to about ninety percent of that game, and like I loved it all the way through. And I would play a newer version of it, but I've I just haven't really got around to it. Um, but this does really appeal to me. Yeah, like, especially you're from the UK. Yeah, that's the, that's the when thing. When you're is, playing, you're going to say, like, hey, I know this. Hey, yeah. I know this. So, 
Like, yeah, we all know Big Ben, of course. I was like, hey, this is Big Ben. I want to climb it. Yeah, cause <laughs> Just I because I know that. this building. Yeah, because I had that when I played a game called The Getaway. And it was based, that? yeah, it was Did based in London. Car? Yeah. And, like, I, no, you're thinking of Getaway Driver or Driver. Oh, is it? No, this was Getaway, and I think it was on the PS2. Oh, Getaway is the one that was like Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, and it was like, um, like they accurately like scanned the whole of like central London, and even like all the shop fronts and everything were as they are, like as you go down the street. So when you're driving like down, say Regent Street, all the shops on Regent Street will be as they are in real life, and it was like modern day as well. So you could like drive down a street and see a shop that was there today um but i really like that game because at the time i was a courier in central london so when i was playing the game when it said to you um like there's a a guy at the old bailey and like they're transferring him because he's just come out the old bailey and he's in an armored truck you've got to get there in a certain amount of time i knew exactly how to get there because of my job so I was just hammering it through central London in the <laughs> How game. How crazy would that have been? Yeah, but it's like I was at work. But obviously when you're at work and you're in a van, it's all very slow moving. But in this game, you were just hammering down all the roads and getting around really quick. But it is like really good. You kind of take in the sights because as you're driving along, you see something and you're like, yeah, like, I know what that is. I know where that is and things like that. Yeah, and that is why I think you will like this game. Yeah, if you like Assassin's Creed, and you obviously come in London a lot. Yeah, this is you're gonna like this one. <laughs> yeah, because I'd like to see it as well for like historical reasons to go somewhere that I know to see what it would have looked like in Victorian times. Well, that's like here, Victoria Station. You might have been there once. Yeah, or twice or whatever. It looks so amazing from the outside. It's uh, enormous, and you go inside, you see all the splendors and, and a lot of people it's so beautifully drawn it's hmm. like whoa i wish i yeah, could see I'm i wish i could have visited this time. when it was at yeah sorry i'm in all these places all the time so i get to see all these places so it'd be good for me to have a look around as well so yeah really i mean but then the i game... just think for me the gameplay is it's just not going to be my cup of tea but i, I yeah just want it i i i'm interested for other reasons rather than you could you could game. do some sightseeing in this game if you want yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. To compare so, yeah free roam and then just go around having, having yeah, a Yeah, because look it's around. a complete open world. You can do whatever you want from the beginning. So London's totally open. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to do a certain thing first. You'd yeah. Just I get there and you can start. I could imagine it just being the main streets, like all the ones you've mentioned, and then they've just been like bumped together sort of thing. And, and the little streets all cut out, you know? Yeah, yeah it, it was a bit like that in the getaway where little side streets, like um, the courier company I worked for, uh, we had a basement office and... Uh, you could drive down Hatton Garden where you've got all like the jewellery shops and everyone yeah. buys their diamonds from. That road you could drive down, but London Wall was a small road off that, but you can actually drive down it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, both it, of them streets, Hatton Garden. I have to go to Hatton Garden into like some Fort Knox. You ever been in one of them places? Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> yeah, but also if you played the old Assassin's Creed. You also could um, unlock the chest. Remember that one? It also was in Black Flag. Yeah. 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 Well, that's still here, and all your big upgrades or your crafting plans are in the gold chest. That's why I say to anybody who's playing this game, and you level up, the first thing you need to level up is your lockpicking. 
get it to the highest maximum setting and then you can pick any lock or any chest uh, in the game and you can get some really good weapons and uh, some really cool looking outfits from the very start of the game yeah so have you have you unlocked a lot of weapons is there any special weapons from that period because i know in the assassin's creed games you have weapons of that time yeah there, there are they're like the the guns actually those those english guns i'm not sure how they are called but they have the the, the small handle and the long uh yeah, the long pipe, I'm not sure how to say this in English. So Pistols. Yeah, the pistols, the, the English pistols, the typical English oh, pistols. Is it the Luger? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't, unlocked, I haven't unlocked the best one yet. Um, I'm level 9, level 10 is the maximum level. And then you can unlock a few more weapons or you can craft a few more. Yeah. So how, how much is this game at the moment? The base game, I think, now is about 49.99 euros. Wow. Um, I, I have to say that I bought the collector's edition, the Charing Cross edition, which was about 90 euros. I got a few extras, like a little statue and a cloth map. Uh, you got too much money, man. So that means this month you bought a Titan X, you bought a water cooler, you bought a £90 game. You're rich. <laughs> yeah, I am. Or you're sitting there in your pants because you've got no clothes left or nothing. You're skinned out. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't seen clothes in weeks, and I should really yeah. get some food. This mission has kicked him out. It's 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 all about it's all about priorities, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. As long as you've got your priorities straight. <laughs> yep, indeed. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I really want you to try this game just once, just to check it out. But I was going to yeah. say to you, Nick, you don't really like stealth games, but I'm the same. I hate stealth games because I always find them too slow. Like Metal Gear, I can't play that because I've never played it, that. Not me neither. It, it's just too tedious. But I found with Assassin's Creed, you just upset a lot of people. It, you, no, it's like you, you don't have to be self all the time. You can walk around town, you can climb along walls and things like that. But you can be stealth at the last minute when you you're jumping around buildings and stuff, and then you see your target, you jump down, you kind of sneak up behind them, stab them in the back and then walk away, and things like that. It's not like you're yeah, constantly it's, it's hiding. The same, it's the same here in Syndicate. There's like a lot of ways to uh, to kill your target. Like Now you have these hallucinogenic darts. So there's like three people stacked together. You shoot one with the darts, and it starts flipping out and attacks its comrades. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, that sounds, it sounds fun. It sounds good. But like I said, just I don't think it's my cup of tea, and I've got a lot of games to play at the moment, so... Something that would be on the back burner for me uh, until maybe one day if it's a bargain for a few. Uh, yeah, maybe it will. Pounds, yeah. Like, look at Black Flag. I waited for that. I got that for about eight pounds. Yeah, well, do the same here. Just I would, if I was you, would just try it out to see. This is London. I want to see what it looked like earlier, and you can yeah. actually compare it because you're there every day. Yeah, I'll keep my eyes peeled for a discount, and uh, we'll see how we go. The but, only uh, thing is, this won't play on my PC, will it? No, mm. it's the optimization. It, it runs very good if you have a high-end PC. But once you go to the medium-range PCs and settings, it's once again purely optimized. It's better than Unity, but it's still not what it should be. But then again, there is so many things happening in that game. It's like sometimes up to 100 NPCs in one screen. Wow, that'd mess you up. <laughs> yeah, you really need a kick-ass PC to run it in the highest settings. Right, is that everything about um, Assassin's Creed? That's about everything I want to say without getting into too much spoilers. So that's Assassin's Creed Syndicate, wicked game, all based in London. So if you're from London and you want to have a good look around in the game, see some weird sites that you've seen in real life, check it out. Good game. Yep, yep.
Right, on to uh, the next couple of games. What I'm going to say is me and Jansen have played the same games. Um, you've been very, very busy this week, Jansen, so you've just been playing on the computer with me pretty much. Um, yeah. What I, First off, what I'd like to say is we've obviously been playing Empyrean for countless hours on end, but we're going to talk about that in the community section because there's a lot of server issues we want to talk about and stuff to do with the server and, and the gameplay and some rules and that. So we'll get to that in a minute. The other game we've been playing this week, which is a pretty funny game, is Toy Box Turbos. Now, if you haven't ever heard of Toy Box Turbos, check it out because it's well funny. Pretty much what it is. Do you remember back in the day you'd play Micro Machines? That's pretty much what it is, a remake of Micro Machines, ain't it, Jan? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And what it is, you play single-player mode. As you're playing through single-player mode, you get credits. With these credits, you just buy all sorts of wacky cars. You've got, like, all different like areas like you've got um like emergency services you've got classic street cars you've got like uh construction vehicles there's loads of different random like like different random cars you can collect and what you do is once you've unlocked these cars you can then play multiplayer now we we bought this game purely because it's a four player multiplayer and we just had so much fun in it i've got to admit it's like Jansen, i think you got the game for 2 pound in the end didn't you £1.80. £1.80 you got it for. Yeah. And how much fun did we have? Even Matt was just watching us on the stream and he was wetting <laughs> himself. Yeah, it, it is funny. Like, straight away, like just the cars that you pick, you're just laughing because I'm in an ice cream van, you're in a tractor, and someone else in a golf cart. In a golf cart. So, you know straight away, it's just, it's just funny, like, before you've even started. And the thing is that's even funnier is they've all got their own, like, speciality hooter. Yeah. So, like, you're all constantly pressing your hooters and all these <laughs> random noises are going off. You just wet yourself. And the way the racing works is, um, I don't know if you remember Micro Machines, you don't race around a circuit. What you do is you'll have, like, an elimination. So we'll all start next to each other. And what will happen is we'll all try and race. And whoever gets furthest in front, the screen sort of goes with the one in front. Whoever's at the back and gets knocked off screen, they lose a point. And the one at the beginning earns a point. So then you've got like 10 points you can gain. So it's just constantly, right, I'll get to the front and I'll win that point And then it will reset. All three of us will start in a line and we'll carry on again. And then Jansen will win a point and then Hans might win a point. And it just constantly goes backwards and forwards like that. And you just keep racing each other constantly. And it's so funny because some played dirty. Like I kept knocking people off of like rulers and stuff. Because <laughs> if, you, if you ever played micro machines... It's basically micro machines because you're a little car in the real world. So you'll be driving around like the kitchen. So you'll be going around the kitchen sink, across like a spoon, up like a spatula. And you do like jumps and stuff. And there's like bombs and there's all sorts of little side things. It's just a really, really funny game. And yeah, because they've kind of done it like it's just a mess on the table. But that mess has made um, a track. But then... Like, yeah, it's everyday objects that you're using as, like, bridges and chicanes. But it, exactly like how it was on the original Micro Machines. And, awesome. like, with the original, I had it on the Game Gear. Do you remember that? Not on the Game Sega, Gear, I don't. Sega Game Gear. And, I remember the uh, Sega Game Gear, but I don't remember playing them. All right, yeah, because uh, that, that was one of my favourite games on there. And you could play two player on it because it was the elimination what you would do you it would automatically have full throttle and you would just control left and right so yeah. you would hold the game gear between two people and both of you would look down at the screen and really 
one person on one side's using the D-pad left and right, and the other person on the other side's using the two buttons so left and right. So it made it into one of them like Space Invader tables. Yeah, but a mini <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, it had. Fighting and over who's pulling it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I was playing this when I but was like you play 10 years yourself, old. How did you play <laughs> I was playing it with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you sitting there, yeah, with this game gear on the table in front of you, playing two player on your own with two fingers this side and two fingers that side, trying to race each other. How many times did you do that? Yeah, well, I did that in the beginning when I first got the game because no one wanted to play with me. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing changed. So <laughs> you just play with yourself now. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. But the only thing is, I did notice it doesn't have. It's got the, the amount of cars in there. It's got all the unlocks and stuff. Um, it's got all the same graphics. It's, it's pretty much like a cartoony sort of graphics, top-down view. But one thing I did notice was definitely missing. And that was, do you remember, you used to have all the different characters. And they'd all have crazy names. Like, you'd have the hippie dude. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but they'd be all different, like, random characters. And they don't have them in this one. This one's just you. You type your name in and that's it. Yeah. But... You know, it is what it is. There's not much else we can really say about this game. It's just well funny. You drive little cars around with funny noises. And if you're going to play it multiplayer, it's well worth getting. As a, It'd be a wicked, wicked party game. Yeah. You know, but single player, I don't know if I'd play it just on my own. But as a multiplayer game, it's pretty cheap. You know, it's two quid. Um, where was it two quid? Was that G2A? Yeah. G2A.com. You know, two quid. It's called Toy Box Turbos. And it's just a well funny game. Check it out. And that's pretty much that. Is there anything you want to ask about it, Hans? Because you didn't play it. Uh, it's on my wish list, uh, but I heard you talk about it and I'm going to get it. Actually, I'm going to get it right after the podcast. <laughs> yep, so we can have a little little go on that quickly. Sure. Cool, cool. Right. That's it for the games this week. Again, there's only a few games because we've been so busy, but we've got a lot else to talk about. We had a lot of news. Um, right, let's get into the competition. This week's competition, we're going to be giving away a story about my uncle, Goodbye Deponia, and Planetary Alliation. So, just free games. Not brilliant games, but as again, as I say, free games. So, if you would like to win them, just send us an email to extremepcuk at gmail.com with your Steam name and what where this music is from and about to play. And that's pretty much it. So, right, here we go. Here's the tune. <laughs> tune hope some of you know it i don't know if you dudes know it you don't know it yet but you'll have to listen to find out anyone out there if you want to win these games yeah just listen to that tune send your uh, answers into extremepcuk at gmail.com and just give us your steam name and then where the music's from what game it's from and that's all you got to do and we'll see what happens next week right let's get on to the community and extras right we've all been playing imperial haven't we apart from you hands you're completely bored of it uh, I'll try it once again. You keep saying that, but you never do. I will. Trust me, I will come on there. I I've haven't got to say, abandoned it yet. 
me and Jansen are well into this game. We've built bases. We've done all sorts. And you know what? That The server is busy every day, 24 hours a day. It's been busy. It's opened up now to 100 people. And we've actually currently got 125 people in a space of, what, a week or two? Yeah. There's been 125 people actually been in, built a base, and whether they've left or whether they're still there, I don't know. But we've constantly got around 20 people on the server at any one point. I think the least I've seen is about five people. So it is really, really heaving. Now, me and Jansen built a base, and we spoke about that last week. Now, if we go back to the first planet, there's just people flying all over the place. There's bases everywhere. There's all sorts going on. But what the main thing I want to talk about is I don't want to talk about the whole Empyrean game again, but I want to talk about our actual server and the rules of our server because we've had a few issues with people out in the community. And I just want to straighten a few things out, really. And Jansen, you've probably got some uh, views on it, and so have you, Hans. So the first thing I want to talk about is we changed the settings on the game. So you've got five planets, you've got an orbit, which is out in space, and you've got a moon, I believe. Now, when the game starts, because we've got PvP and we've got PvE all in one game. So what we've done is we've set it up as the main planet that you start on, that is PvE. So no one can hurt you, no one can... No one can damage your base. No one can take your stuff. No one can enter your base. Whatever you do, that is saved for you. No one can do anything. They can't fly your spaceships. They can't damage your spaceships. So if you start in a PvE area, which you do, you can just freely be happy, crack on with the game. No one can bother you. But what we've done is we've, we've changed the whole setting. So the original planet that you start on is PvE. And the snow planet, which I believe is called... Ningis, so it's Akua and Ningis are both PvE. So if you can go to that planet and that planet, no one can touch you. You can build whatever you want. The rest of the planet and space is all PvP. So if you have to go out into space to go to another planet, you will get shot at. People will be after you, you know. And we've had a few complaints from people because, like, earlier on, I went onto a planet, which is the fire planet, which is the highest level of, of difficulty. I went onto that planet and somebody went on there and they thought they're going to mine. So they started mining thinking, oh, no one's on this planet. Along come I, see them, shoot them, kill their, their thrusters on their spaceship, kill them and I rob them. This is a PvP section of the game. So this is what it's about. What's, what's your views on this, Jance? I think the way we've done it is the best way of doing it because it's a game where it's multiplayer and you're going to have verses in it. So... It can't be PvE everywhere, otherwise you're never really going to interact with other people that aren't part of your faction. Yeah. And going into space, you're leaving your comfort zone and you're going out into the unknown. So just be prepared to get attacked. Yeah, well, we changed that because originally the, the whole of space was um, PvE. So no one could get damaged. You know, you can build your mothership and you can just crack on. I thought that was boring, personally. Yeah. I want it so that you stay on your little home planet, no one can damage you, so your worst enemy could build a base next to you. You can talk, see each other, interact with each other, but no one can do any damage, no one can steal, no one can do anything like that. But then the minute you fly out of that planet, you've got a dogfight going on. And I think it's going to be really nice to see, because there's so many people in the server now, they're all building spaceships. Now, if you've got to go from one planet to another, you've got to go out into space and fly across. There's going to be pirates out there, other players. And that, for me, is where the fun comes in. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be flying around space, seeing people and taking them out and robbing their gear. Like, yeah. there was a guy. He was just mining. He mined for, like, 10 minutes. And then I killed him and I robbed his stuff. 
that is all part of the game. If you don't want to be part of that kind of game, then you stay on the safe planet and you build there and you do your little happy families thing. But if you go into a PvP area, people are going to shoot you. You do it at your own risk. Now, in the future, they are going to actually make space a lot bigger. So at the moment, you can get a little vessel and you can fly from one planet to another planet in a couple of minutes. But I believe they're going to be moving the planets very far away. So at that point, the game will be a game changer. They're going to be making it. You have to have a capital ship to be able to fly to another planet because it's going to be so far away. Now... We actually built a capital ship, and we took it on the chin. People came along straight away, didn't they, Jansen? They smashed it to pieces. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we might, but at the moment we're not, but we might make it PvE in space at that point, and then it will all, the game would be a game changer. Everybody will have space stations flying around in space, so there'll be a lot of spaceships floating around in space, but no one can damage each other. But if you want to fight anyone who wants resources, it'll all be PvP on the floor. So as soon as you go into a planet. So that's what we might do in the future. But at the moment... You know, capital ships can get damaged. So if you build one, build your walls thick. Put a lot of guns on it, you know. Take it to a space place right at the back of the galaxy. Build it there where no one's going to find it. You know, because this is going to happen. People are going to rob you. you That's know? the whole point of having weapons on your spaceships. Yeah. Like, why are you going to put, like, guns and rocket launchers on your spaceship if you're never really going to use them? Well... I, normally in a server, I'm very like friendly, very nice, laid back, try and help everybody out, help people with the game. But this game's got both sections. It's not a, a nice game and it's not a bad game, like an evil game. This game's got a section for being friendly with people and being peaceful, and it's got a section for being a bastard. Yeah, but you know. if you're in a PvP area, these kind of things happen. Yeah, now what game. happened is me and Jansen have built our base. We've, we've spent countless, about 60 hours building this base. We've built, we've built our ships. We're at the point now where we want to take off into space. And instead of going mining and that, we just want to float around, find other players and shoot them, take their stuff. We don't need to be mining anymore. We could be pirates. That's the fun of the game. And as people start progressing through the game, they will get a lot, lot more like that, you know, and they will get more into shooting each other. And then they won't complain. Yeah, you do get the odd person that's made a mistake, come out of the planet and then get shot down. But that's a learning curve, you know. And that's why we've got PvP and PvE, so you can make a choice. And don't go into space if you're not prepared. Yeah, exactly. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say also, the Imperium server has no password on it now. It's completely open to anyone. So if you've got Imperium, we'd love you to get in. You know, there's a lot of friendly people on there. Be on a friendly planet. Do what you've got to do. Enjoy it. There's no rules. There don't need to be any rules now. You know, the areas set up the rules. So come in. It's called Extreme PC UK on Steam. You know, if you've got any issues, we're always around. You can always email me, me on Steam. I'm Extreme PC UK, and that's my name on Steam. Yeah. Also, I'd like to say for everybody that's in there, the server information section actually makes the writing very, very small at the moment. So you can't actually read the, what I've written, but it describes our server in more depth for people. And it also says our team speak. I just want everybody out there to know that's listening. We have a free team speak, and. The details are on our web on our website main page. So if you go to extremepcuk.co.uk and then go to the podcast section, there will be all of our TeamSpeak details and all the details for everything we do. You can also join our group on Steam, which is Extreme PC UK on Steam. And uh, on the main page again, we've got all of our details for everything to get into our TeamSpeak. You know, not just you. Bring all your friends in. Use that TeamSpeak as if it's your own. I can make you your own rooms. I can make you passworded rooms. You know, I can put other games up there for you. It's totally up to you guys. It's there for us all to use as a community. 
and that's what we're supplying because we want everybody to be friendly we want to meet new people you know and if you do come on there and you're playing the game yeah come in talk to us we'll get you in our faction and we'll all work out as an, an army together you know we could have a lot of fun we could set up some different teams and stuff but yeah that's all i wanted to say really about about uh Imperium at the moment and i'm just hoping the next update is going to be like the procedural generated world where we've got more worlds coming in they are bringing in a lot more settings now to change worlds and bits and pieces so i'm actually really looking forward to it and i will definitely be on this game for a long time even though i'm trying to do other games for reviews and stuff i'm still going to be back on this game pretty much all the time every couple of days and i think you are as well jansen when you get the time yeah you yeah know? it's a bit busy at the moment so i'm trying to fit it in as and where i can I was going to say that as well, like, at the moment, it was so close to Christmas, we've got such a lot of work going on, and a lot of stuff happening, we're, we're struggling to actually keep everything going smoothly, so we're doing our best, but just bear with us, after Christmas, there'll be a lot more content, a lot more games, a lot more coming to the podcast, and we will be trying to improve everything, so just uh, watch your space, we'll, we'll get there and get a bit further. Right, next thing for the community, I'd like to believe, Jansen, you'd like to talk a bit about your little venture again? Yeah, for those of you that don't know what I do, i run a print business called Black Memory UK and I do my own custom A4 prints of all different TV and movie quotes. I've just launched a new website. I was selling just on eBay and it was a uh, shop on eBay wasn't it to start with? Yeah yeah so I opened up a, an eBay shop and it's been doing quite well and it's getting more and more popular. I wanted to have my own website, so I've just launched it now. Uh, so that's blackmemory.co.uk. Uh, so in the future, there will be more on the website than there will be on the eBay shop. So it, the eBay shop will just be a secondary place to sell. So yeah, if anyone who wants to check it out, yeah, check out the website. Pretty much if, you, you could do custom stuff as well, can't you? So if anyone wants any kind of uh, imagery poster and... He specialises in quotes as well. So say you've got like Pulp Fiction and he goes, this is a tasty burger. You'll have that on there and then you'll have some kind of crazy image for that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So basically it's it's movie and TV quotes, like famous quotes that I've then depicted in my own vision. And they're very simple prints as well. A lot the thing of is, I've got are... to say, they're not very simple prints. They're wicked prints, man. If you <laughs> see Jansen... If you look back over our competition giveaways, we always do a big image, and Jansen designs that image. And I'm telling you, his imagery is amazing. The pictures he comes up with, like we've done a Fallout 4 giveaway, and he made the whole poster himself, and it all fitted in with Fallout 4. It looked like it'd come from Fallout 4, you know? It was a it was proper amazing picture. And yeah. the price you charge is pennies, man. Yeah, well, at the moment, because the... Prints are only A4 sized, but they come on 240 GSM card, and they're only £3 each, and that includes postage as well. So they get posted out in uh, board backed envelopes, so they're protected in the post. Do you do any deals? We were doing deals before, but it's normally seasonal, so oh, like right. at the moment, there aren't any deals on, but yeah. So I'm if not going to you... get buy one, get 10 free. <laughs> No, nah, not at the moment. But yeah, if you if you follow me on the eBay shop, which is Black Memory UK, or if you find us on Facebook, just Black Memory on Facebook, we update that all the time. So any like, competitions that we have, any like special offers, discounts, buy one get one free, anything like that will be put up on there first. 
Oh. But yeah, like you were saying, Nick, like there's, I can do custom work as well. So if you see a print that you like, but you want it slightly different, a different color, or you want um, a personal message put on it or anything like that, that can be done. And I've just started a new collection, Walking Dead. And so far we've got a Rick quote and a Daryl quote. Rick and, and Daryl the, quote. Yep. And there'll be the rest of the, the cast uh, oh, so you'll do soon. one for each of them? Yeah. So people can get like a whole across their bedroom, like every single one of them and have the whole of Walking Dead on their wall. Yeah. And cool. they, they all kind of tie into each other. So they're all very similar looking. Um, so when if you bought the whole collection, it looks like a collection. They, they're they not random. They'll fit um, together. I might have to get a collection of something off you then. Yeah. Update my walls. Yeah, that's it. It's like you need to <laughs> update your your gaming posters with some of mine yeah and cool. the, the other thing as well is i'm looking to get a large format printer next month as well so the next you big step out. yeah will be larger sizes and hopefully i can get a printer that can print up to a1 and yeah. that might include canvas printing as well i'll have a few of them then yeah, try that before you buy yeah, so that's the thing. It's like you you could buy one a three pound A4 print. It's still good quality. You could put it in a frame if you like it and you want a bigger version. Then, like yeah, next month hopefully that's where we'll be going with it. Cool. But uh, until then, check out the new website and let me know what you think. Blackmemory.co.uk. That's the one. Cool, cool, cool. Right, that takes us on now to uh, we're getting near the end. And uh, that takes us on to questions. Sadly, we have no questions. We've had loads of questions recently, but no questions today. So uh, if you get any questions or you just want to generally talk about anything or get us having a conversation about anything you've heard, news, anything, just send your questions into extremepcuk at gmail.com. You can also send them into Twitter, extremepcuk, and you can send them into Instagram, extremepcuk. If you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see our, all of our competition images going out of what games they are and stuff like that. You'll probably see a few of Jansen's posters popping up with the ones that he does that are new. And yeah, on Instagram, you'll see all the work I do as well. So you'll see all the latest computers that I've done, all the upgrades and all of the like modifications and stuff. I'm always putting pictures up. And uh, yeah. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about, which I, I've just missed, is the server well, from Empyrean has been upgraded again. Uh, it's got water cooler on it now because there were so many people coming in there. It was running at like 85% uh, or 85 degrees. So I put a water cooler on that and I've actually overclocked the processor now from 3.8 gigs to 4.6. So it's running at super duper hyper warp speed. So it should be a lot faster for you all playing. So if any of you get any lag on the server or anything like that, just let me know and uh, we'll do a bit more tuning on there. I mean, yeah. you upgraded the RAM as well. Yeah, upgraded the RAM. Yeah, that's gone from... Uh, uh, I've got more RAM coming in the post actually at the moment. The RAM was up, the RAM was upgraded from 1600 megahertz to 1866, and I've overclocked that to 2000 or just over 2000. And we've got another eight gigs of that coming because it's running on the limit at the moment, you know, because there's just so many people coming in. But you know that server's gone from strength to strength, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the more people that get in, and the more people that get on, the more it will get bigger. And the bigger it gets, the more games I'll run off it as well. And I'll start getting more and more servers because I want the community to have as many games to be able to play as they possibly can, you know? So that's that. 
Right, moving on. Uh, next up is the iTunes reviews. Sadly, we've got no iTunes reviews this week. Oh. Oh. But if any of you have given us a review, like I would say, from another country, apart from the UK, that will come by the end of the month. We'll get an email at the end of the month. And, yeah, if anyone wants to like to give us an iTunes review, it gets us up the ratings, it gets our podcast out there, it gets us bigger and better to do more things for you guys. So just head to iTunes. You can download us from iTunes, or you can download us from extremepcuk.co.uk forward slash podcast. There's every single episode on there. You can listen to it in the browser, so you don't have to download it. It does give us a download, but it plays instantly for you guys. And apart from that, I think that's pretty much it. The only one other thing I'd like to say is, it's coming near Christmas. If you guys out there, we're very appreciative if you've been using our Amazon link. You know, the price for you stays the same. We get a percentage back, and that goes towards the show and upgrades and stuff for us here. Like the server, like our headphones, like I always say. So we're very appreciative. If you want to support us at all, please go to Amazon. Or what you have to do really is go to our website, streampcuk.co.uk. Go to any page and we have an Amazon link. Click in there, you log in as normal, buy your goods, and that's all you've got to do. We get a percentage for, for being the affiliate that puts you through to them. So anyone that's done that, we're much appreciative. And uh, anyone would like to do that, yeah, thank you for helping us out and getting us that little bit further. Apart from that, I think that's all. If any of you wanted any computers built just before Christmas or any quotes on upgrades or anything like that, just send me an email into extremepcuk.co.uk and I will, uh, well, extremepcuk at gmail.com, sorry. And uh, I'll get back to you instantly with prices and quotes and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's all for this week. I think we've come to the end. Yep. So it's all right. waiting for next week. We're getting closer to Christmas. So yes. I'd like to say thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Cheers. I'll see you okay. all later.